Hello there, and welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and our mission here at BU is to help the world become a happier place, one person at a time. Hope you are blessed and well out there, and whatever you're up to, wherever you are, I hope things are going your way and you are well. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I think everybody can relate to, and it's that whole subject of recovery, bouncing back, when things haven't gone your way, how do we pick ourselves up? How do we dust ourselves off? I wanted to talk about that because I think it's something that can be applied to all aspects of our experience. This can be applied physically, and I'm going to talk about it from my own experience from uh, with a physical example, something that happened to me. I'm going to share that story in a moment. So this can be related to ourselves physically. This can be related to ourselves psychologically. This can be related to ourselves spiritually. This can be related to ourselves in terms of just personally, like an experience we've been through that we feel we need to recover from. And so I wanted to talk about one, what was the experience that I needed to recover from? And then two, what was the, you know, what was the arc of recovery that I went through? What, you know, what were those things? What were those points that somebody else could then take and use for themselves? And that's what I have to share now after going through the experiences. I want to talk about that journey and, and what it looked like for me. The reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because it was only today when I realized that I had come full circle on this experience. So for me, one of the things that I love to do is to work out and and, and exercise and train the body. And when I talk about what happened before, it become very obvious why today became like a turnaround moment because I worked out today and I love kettlebells. Big up to everybody who trains with kettlebells. Let me know in the comments, you know, what your favorite ways of training are. I know some people like hitting the gym. Some people like to just run. Some people like to flex on the yoga. Some people like to work out with kettlebells at home, do home workouts, body weight, whatever. I love I love kettlebells. And until very recently, I've not been able to go to my heavier kettlebells for years. It's been years. But a couple of days ago, I did a workout and I turned to Henry at the end and I said, you know what, I think I'm ready to have a go at this workout with my second to heaviest weight. And because it's quite an intense workout, I knew if I could get through that workout with my second to heaviest weight, I'm getting close to, you know, the strongest I've been in a very long time. And just this morning, I, I completed that workout and I felt fantastic afterwards. So it was a marker, a real true marker I could see. I've come full circle on this journey in terms of, you know, the whole, it's physical, it's in that area of physicality. And so I want to cast my mind back a few years ago now to when this all began. So back before, you know, back before this injury happened, physically, I was feeling pretty good. And one thing that I also love to do, you know, just for health, but just because I love it so much is to play football. You know, I don't play for a team or anything. Just um, I ended up somehow getting involved in a staff game of football, a weekly game of football for um, a staff at Kirklees College. So big up to Kirklees College and all the people who worked there through um, a good friend of mine who worked there at the time. I've never worked a day, a day in my life, but I managed to get in on the staff game and I have been involved in the staff game for years. So I was at that game and during the game, I was feeling pretty good and a cross came over to me and my eyes light up like, this is going to be a goal, right? I go to shoot, completely mess it up. <laughs> I completely mess it up. So I take an air shot at it and if you don't know what I mean by an air shot, what I mean is, you know, when you go to strike the ball and, you know, try and shoot and score a goal and you put all your power in it, but you completely miss the ball. That's what happened. And I, I swung my leg across my body. As soon as I did that, I felt a sharp pain towards the back of my leg. 
And I was like, ooh, that feels a bit off. And at first I thought that was it. But then when I tried to run back after that, I realized I was finding it very difficult to run. And, you know, I, I sort of hobbled through the rest of that game. And in my mind, I was just going to get better, you know, after a few days or a few weeks. We've all had it where you get a knock. It's nothing too serious. And by the next week, you know, you're back to normal and you're okay. But I noticed that instead of getting better, this was actually getting worse. So the next time I went to try and play football, I was finding it very, very difficult to run. And I was finding it super frustrating. And so I realized that I had an injury. But again, I sort of ignored it and just believed that it would just clear itself up on its own. And this cycle of it, you know, I think it'll clear itself up on its own went on for a while because then COVID hit. So because COVID hit, I wasn't really, I was I was getting away with it. I could still train a little bit and I wasn't having to do any running or any sort of like explosive movement. So I sort of just was pretending it wasn't there to myself. I was sort of in denial. But then there were little things that were going on that I thought, you know, I just, this can't go on. Like it's it's getting to the point where it's it's getting to be a real bind. And one of the things that was going on was, I, you know, I'd spend a little time in Ava's room a few years ago before she was going to sleep, maybe reading a story or, you know, just listen to a bit of mushy, mushy stories, mushy monsters. Big up to all the parents who know what I'm talking about with the mushy. What a godsend that app is, right? Where you get like the chilled, relaxing, mushy stories and you can let the kids just drift off to sleep. Although it seemed to keep ours awake, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> but anyway, I'm digressing a bit. So when I'd be on Ava's floor, right, and we're listening to the mushy stories, when she was asleep and I was trying to get off the floor, I found it difficult to get up off the floor. It was really painful to get from a lying lying down position or, a, you know, a sat position up to standing. And that's when I realized I need to get some help with this and get it sorted. So I remember saying to Anne-Marie, I think I'm going to have to, you know, try and get this sorted out. And this is a good, this is a good point now to get into the cycle. And before I got on this podcast and started recording it, I drew like a little diagram of what did the arc of recovery actually look like? I tried to plot like the, the different points on it and it ended up looking like a circle. And at the end of the circle was like this staircase to a higher point than where you were before. So imagine a circle going all the way around. And then just before you get back to the beginning again, there's a staircase that you that you walk up instead of going all the way back around. And that's leading you to that elevated higher ground. And so it 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 felt like a cycle and it does feel like a cycle. But the great thing about this cycle is it doesn't leave you back where you were. It leaves you in a position stronger than where you were even before the injury happened. And that's where I feel like I'm at now physically. And so it's a great point to go into the cycle and, ha- and have a look at these steps. So step one that I used in my cycle of recovery was, it's pretty obvious, right? Noticing that something was wrong. And so I noticed that something was wrong instantly on the pitch. I noticed it, I experienced it and I felt it. And then I played football and I could feel it. And then subsequent weeks I went and tried to play and wasn't playing as well. And just in my day to day, I noticed it. And here's what I find with a lot of people and me included, because I'm saying I did this too. We can notice that something is off and then we just stay there. We stay in that place. So this is the definition of being stuck in a rut or even deteriorating. We notice that something's wrong. We notice that something's off. And then we just say, we just resign to that. Oh, well, this is just how I am now. And I remember thinking things like, maybe maybe I'm just going to have to give up playing football now. Maybe it's an age thing, you know? Maybe I'm just, maybe I haven't got it in me anymore to do that. Maybe my time's up, you know? Um, I started to give up on my physicality and that was scary to me. Like, whoa, 
you've still got a lot of life left to live. If you're saying that this is going to be your, you know, your peak level of how you feel, this is a pretty low bar, bro. We need to improve. So that's a big thing. When we notice something's wrong, that is not then to dwell there, get stuck there, to, you know, lament the fact that we're there. It's a marker to move on to the next stage. And so the next stage is actually quite funny because after noticing what was wrong, the next stage for me wasn't actually then getting it sorted. The next stage was trying and failing on my own. <laughs> That's what I did. And so what does that look like? Well, trying and failing my, on my own was watching a few videos on YouTube about what I thought the injury might be and then doing them, noticing a little bits of improvement, but not much. And look, here's the thing. Sometimes when we notice that something's wrong, we can try something on our own research and that can be the end of the cycle right there. That is true. For some, for some instances, and even some things in my life, it's been true that I've noticed that something's wrong. I've been able to go away and find out how to fix it on my own. And then it's done. I've fixed it. Let's move on. But sometimes that ain't the case. And with this, it wasn't the case. When I look back on this whole experience, it's been a gift because it, it, it was almost like a, a masterclass in how to go through all the stages of recovery. And one of the gifts was that I wasn't given an out early doors by just, oh, it's an easy fix. This was not an easy fix. And so trying and failing on my own was the next part of the journey that I got to. So as I said, I was watching things on YouTube, trying to fix it that way. I was avoiding certain exercises because I thought it would aggravate it. I was minimizing what I was doing physically. Like I wasn't going to football anymore. I I stopped playing football for a year plus. So you had COVID and then when things started to open up and the match started again, I didn't feel ready to return and that just lasted for ages. It was so frustrating. And all the things that I was doing to try and get over this clearly weren't working because I still didn't feel ready to go back and play football and and exert myself at that level. And so trying and failing on my own was part of my journey with this. Then I moved on to the next stage. And so the next stage for me, after noticing that something was wrong and obviously deciding that I want to do something about it and I should have put that in there, but it's, it's, it's sort of obvious in the way I think, but obviously it's not obvious for everybody else. When we notice that something's wrong, there's two forks in the road. Fork one is something's wrong. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's the end of the road, right? But there's another fork and the other fork is something's wrong. Okay. How do I want this to be? If it, if it looks like this and I don't want it like that, what do I want it to look like? Is that possible? And if it is, how do I get there? So bringing that intention in, seeing the vision for what you want instead of what you've got and then making the moves towards that is actually an extra step that I would put in that diagram if I was drawing it again. So one, noticing something's wrong. Two, setting an intention of how you'd like it to look. Three, trying and failing on my own. Now, after the trying and failing on my own phase, there was deep frustration because I assumed because we all do, that the great plans that we come up with are going to work. And the plans that I came up with didn't work. And so I was left in a situation where I felt stuck. I knew that with the knowledge that I had, I wasn't going to get to a place where I was going to get beyond this. But I, at the same time, I didn't want to give up on the idea that one day I could get beyond it. And so what I did, the next stage on the journey, was I sought out the best help that I could get. And for me in this context, the best help that I could find was a physiotherapist. And so I've, I've used a physio in the past. 
And I went back to that place and I inquired and let them know what was going on with me. And they got me in touch with a new guy. And I went and worked with him. And this guy was absolutely fantastic. The reason he was fantastic was because obviously he's an expert in that field. He's an absolute expert. He looks at injuries day in and day out. He assesses them. And because he's got that experience, he's got that depth of knowledge, then he was able to help me in a way that I couldn't help myself because he had that breadth of experience of working in his field day in, day out. I was only interested in his field when I got injured myself and I wanted to fix it. So he was in a much better position to help me. He listened to me really well and he assessed my movements really well to a point where he could pinpoint pretty accurately, this is what the, this is what the problem is and this is what we're going to have to do to fix it. And he was super honest with me at the beginning. He said, look, if you're going to go down this road, it's not going to be an easy road. It's going to be quite a long road. It's going to take a while, but it will be worth it at the end because you will be able to get back to where you were. And actually, I'm going to take you a bit beyond where you were before so that we know for sure that you're going to be bulletproof in terms of not getting injured again. And that really excited me. Like the, the possibility that I could get back, back at it, get back to training, get back to football, and get back to the feeling better in my body, just it it really, really excited me. And so that leads to the next stage. Once you've found the best help that you can get, and I was lucky because I found it first time, but if I hadn't been happy with that, I would have moved on and looked elsewhere. But this is another key thing. This is another key factor. Once we find the best help possible, this is what I did. And this was the thing that was a game changer. I surrendered to their expertise. I'm going to say that again. This is so important. I surrendered to their expertise. I walked into that physio. Once I knew this was my guy, I, in my head, I said to myself, look, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it 100%. You give me exercises to do at home, they're getting done. You're telling me you got to hold it for this many seconds, I'm going to make sure it's done. I'm going to commit to the process that you lay out in front of me because I trust you so much in this dynamic. You are the expert. I'm coming as your humble student. So I will surrender to your expertise. And that is huge because, you know, this podcast is called Be You, right? And there's so many, so much out there talking about, you know, nobody knows you better than you. And that's sort of true. And, you know, you've got to be yourself at all times. And that's sort of true as well. But people can miss understand that and think that saying that nobody out there can help you that's not what I'm saying at all sometimes an authentic expression of being yourself is surrendering to the expertise of someone who can help you because you're allowing them to do what they can do which is to help you and so that surrendering to that is so important and there's a, there's, there's a saying which I'm going to get totally wrong, but it's something along the lines of, you know, the greatest leaders also know how to be great, great um, servants, great students. There's something about understanding both sides of the coin. Everybody wants to be a leader, but everybody forgets how to, how to follow on an authority that's worth following, how to trust in somebody else's direction and to move with it. That is such an important part of the dynamic as well. So you need to be able to move within both. Leadership, yes, but also being able to be led. 
And so surrendering to the expertise of another is allowing yourself to be led, allowing them to guide you, allowing them to take you on a journey that they've been on before and get you where you want to get to with their help. And so this was where everything went to the next level for me. When I surrendered to the expertise of somebody that I trusted, my progress with my injury skyrocketed. It was phenomenal. And within weeks, I felt so much better. Couldn't sprint yet but I felt so much better. And within a month or so, I was doing sprints on the on the green. I've got a green near my house. You know, it's a flat green where people go walk the dogs, whatever. I was out on the green and I was sprinting. And it felt amazing to push my body in that way before and to feel that feeling. Do you remember when you're a kid and you run really fast and you feel like you're the fastest thing on planet Earth? Even though you're probably not. Like when someone's looking at you, you probably don't look that fast. But in your own experience, you feel like the fastest thing on Earth and the wind's whipping you in the face and your legs are just going, bah, 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 bah. like that feeling. I'd not had that for so long. And it was so awesome to feel that again, to feel my body moving at pace, to feel my body being pushed and knowing that my body was safe. And getting there, part of getting there, was trusting the journey that my physio put me on. Now, I pair that with my own experience. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is this. Let's say, let's play devil's advocate. And let's say that I surrender to the expertise of the expert, which was the physio in this example. But then I'm noticing that things aren't either aren't getting better or it's just not right for me. At that point, I've got to trust my experience. And this is why it's a little bit nuanced. If we're surrendering to the point where it's to our detriment, then the surrender is not helpful. If we are, you know, listening to our experience to the detriment of allowing other people in to help us, that's not great either. We need to have the flexibility to recognize which dynamic is best depending on where we are and then to be able to navigate that situation from either the position of the leader or from the position of being led or whatever that situation needs. But it's recognizing what what part in this can, do I need to play that means overall it's going to work out the best that it can. And so for me, I was lucky. Again, there was a lot of luck in this process when I look back because, you know, the first expert I found was perfect for me and it worked out really well. And then fast forward, you know, six months plus now, it's been a while since I was having physio and today I've recognized that I've gone from surrendering to their expertise and following their journey and then, you know, getting to where I was to today, I ascended to that next level because I completed a workout that two years ago, three years ago would have been literally impossible with the state that my body was in. I've gone beyond where I was before. And so the arc of recovery is complete. Now, the reason I wanted to flesh that out is because We've all been in that situation where we've taken a knock or something's not gone our way or we've had a setback. And as I said before, this can be physically, this can be psychologically, this can be spiritually, this can be personally in our personal life, this can be the life of somebody we love. There's so many areas where this can happen and it can feel like I haven't got a clue what to do. I don't even know where to start. So I hope that by pulling out that experience that I had of recovering from my, you know, recovering from my injury that's allowed you to see where a good starting point could be. And it's always awareness. Like it's still awareness. And I talk about awareness all the time. And awareness is just the act of noticing in what's going on in your own experience. And in your experience, if you notice that something's wrong, the fact that you've noticed it is a great thing. 
Because when you notice that something is wrong, there is that window of opportunity to set an intention for something else. If we never notice that something's wrong, we will just carry on going through that day in, day out and just say to ourselves, well, that's just the way it is. We will resign ourselves to that circumstance forever. We will give up on life and say, that's just the way that life goes for me and become a victim of it. Whereas when we recognize and see the power of setting a new intention and following that intention onto a new path, we can find a way of recovery. So psychologically speaking, if you notice that something's wrong psychologically and you don't want to remain in that place, then obviously the first step you can take is to try to fix it on your own. Try and fix it with the people around you. See if that helps. If it doesn't, then you can seek out the best help that you can get hold of and see if that helps. And we can continue on that journey of seeking out help because the intention puts us on that path. The intention that I want to get beyond where I'm at now puts us on that path to get beyond where we are. If we're talking spiritually, it's the same. We notice something's wrong on our spiritual path. We then can try and see how it goes on our own. If that fixes it, great. If not, and that fails, then again, we can seek out the best help that we can find. And once we find it and we trust it, we can surrender to the expertise at the same time, honoring our experience and noticing, is this still good for me? Is this working for me? If it is, lap it up. If it's not, go back again and seek out other help that may serve you better. And the list goes on and on and on. No matter what circumstance or scenario it is, this arc of recovery that I'm talking about here can help. But it's just a framework which charts out the journey. Now, look, other people may have different frameworks. I've literally just made this one up off the back of my own experience. But I bet that there's going to be much common ground in whatever you know model of recovery you see. And so I hope that by pulling that out and sharing it with you, it's helped you. And there's something about recognizing that you've turned the corner that's so powerful because it allows you to put away the experience in the past that feels like it's anchoring you and holding you back. And so there was another milestone moment that I remember Quite soon after, well, very soon after coming out of physio, very, very soon, my wife and I and some great friends of ours, my friend uh, Mark and his wife Lucy, big up to those two, and my friend Sophie as well, big up to Sophie, we did the Yorkshire Free Peaks Challenge. Now, the Yorkshire Free Peaks Challenge is to climb up, Not it's not like a sheer face, you're not climbing, climbing, but to walk up the three tallest peaks in Yorkshire, get down them all, and do that in 12 hours. That's the challenge, right? And so that's a lot of legs, and it was my lower body that was injured. So I had a little bit of angst, a little bit of trepidation about going into that because I've just come out of the back of physio, which was addressing a lot of areas that are going to get challenged and tested during that, you know, three peaks challenge. But getting through that, and actually by the end, really enjoying the experience so much, enjoying the challenge of it, in a weird, sadistic way, and don't think bad of me, <laughs> but enjoying the, the the pain of feeling my body being pushed to its maximum, feeling that like I was getting pushed to the max, and I still managed, still got through it. There was something so satisfying to me about that experience, and that was another one of those moments where I recognized I'm, I'm getting back to where I was before. The road to recovery is well on its way. And so another thing that I would do is look out for those markers that you're on the way, because when you're when you when you notice those markers, it encourages you to keep going. It it sort of it reminds you that the process is working and that you can continue on your path 
and then eventually you're going to get to where you want to get to. And so I hope talking about this today has inspired somebody out there to get on any path of recovery that they need to, that if somebody's partway through a journey and they were feeling a little bit discouraged, I hope this is, you know, got that energy back into you to keep after it, keep going, and to recognize that you will get there eventually. You can keep going and get there. And, you know, for anybody else who's been considering, you know, wanting to go on a journey like this, but not having any idea where to start, I hope it's given you a little bit of food for thought about what you can do to get the ball rolling. And if it's done that for one person, then this has been a massive success. Job done. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed listening to my ideas on this topic. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you feel like it might be beneficial to somebody else, there's a few things you can do to support the cause. One thing you can do is subscribe to the podcast so that every time I do an episode, you don't miss out. Another thing that you can do is to share this episode with anybody else who you think may gain benefit from listening to it. It's very easy to do. All you have to do is whatever you're listening to this on, if you look at the show notes, I at the right at the top, I put a link where people can, you know, copy that link and paste it, send it to somebody else, you know, digitally, of course. And then that other person can just click on that link and it will send them directly to this episode, which is really simple and easy, right? And, you know, it just allows other people to find a podcast and see what they think of it. And if it's a resource for them, that helps them too. Happy, happy days. Another thing that you could do if you enjoyed the show is you can leave us a review either about this episode or about the show in general. Let the world know what you think. If you do that, I will certainly shout you out on here and let the world know how amazing you are because you took the time to review the show and let the world know how awesome we are. (laughs) So if you want to do that, feel free to do that too. Whatever you're up to, I hope your day is going well and I will see you next time. Be blessed, be you, and I'll see you on the next episode.